this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. So I am excited about beginning this sermon series in the footsteps of Jesus because in the coming weeks we're going to hear the stories uh, from Jesus' public ministries. Think of them as the highlight reel, the the big stories as he begins his ministry. And today we're going to be in chapter 1 of John beginning in verse 43 if you have a Bible nearby. Now, there are several calling stories of the disciples and the Gospels. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus sees some fishermen in the Sea of Galilee and says, Come with me, and I'll teach you how to fish for people. But in the Gospel of John is unique in a special way because we see that it's not just Jesus inviting the disciples to follow him. What we also see is that other people are bringing their friends and family to Jesus. And so we realize that the way people are becoming disciples is all different ways. And before our passage begins today, there is even the reference the day before our passage. It is involves Andrew, who hears about Jesus from John the Baptist, who says he's the one we've been waiting for. He's the one that the scriptures proclaim. And Andrew goes and finds his brother, Simon Peter, and says, you got to go meet this Jesus guy. And then the very next day is when our passage begins in verse 43 of chapter 1. And this is what the scripture says. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, and Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? And Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So Jesus meets Philip, and Jesus invites Philip to come and follow him. And Philip does. But before he goes heading off down the road, he goes and he finds his friend Nathaniel, and he says, you've got to meet this Jesus from Nazareth. And Nathaniel says, anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel's own prejudice, his own bias, almost kept him from Jesus. The whole wonderful, amazing, life-changing, life-altering encounter with Jesus 
he almost missed it. He almost missed it because he wasn't so sure anything good could come from Nazareth. Now, before I move on in this story, I just want to stop here and take note of this for just a moment because this is such a powerful line. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Have you ever realized a moment of self-realization that you almost missed out on some amazing person in your life, some awesome experience because of your own preconceived notions about them, or just plain old judge somebody before you knew them. I know I have. Maybe it was someone you knew you just wouldn't like because of what they looked like or dressed like or their accent or where they came from. Maybe you told yourself you'd just be too different and see the world too differently. We do this all the time in our lives. I remember my own growing up and awareness in somewhat about class and privilege in my own life. And I tell you, I have a, I have a mountain of privilege behind me in my life, but I, I had a, an awareness growing up when I worked at the Frankfurt Country Club at, at the Capitol for two summers while I was in college waiting tables. It was, it was a great job. I made great money being a server there. I wore a little bow tie and I worked in their upstairs nice restaurant and I worked all the weddings and fundraisers and events they had there and I happened to be the only person that was hired intentionally being short term as summer staff. Everyone else that worked there at the Frankfurt Club restaurant was, it was their job. It was their job 365 days a year and I, I began to notice in small ways sometimes that some of the people in the club treated me a little different when they learned I was a college student uh, home from break. It was small things like remembering my name, like asking me what I was studying and what I was saving my money for and um, if we knew people in common that they might know, but I noticed how I was treated just a little bit better. I wasn't longer just some server in the restaurant. I was Kara, the student on break from Transy, studying for her semester, saving for her semester abroad, and I stuck with me all the time. We make assumptions about people, about who they are and what they are like and what they believe. And Nathaniel thought that nothing good could come out of a place like Nazareth, let alone the savior of the world. Maybe he thought Nazareth was just some little redneck, dusty little place. You know, it really was in that time and place. It was just a small rural village. It was one of those places, don't blink and you'll miss it sort of place. And maybe Nathaniel thought he was superior to someone from there or maybe just better. I don't know. But I'm so grateful that scripture remembered this part of the story because it's a reminder to us all to do the hard work sometimes in trying to recognize our own 
bias and prejudice and assumptions we make about people all the time and to try intentionally to grow beyond that. Because if we aren't careful, we can miss out on important people and experiences simply because we've already decided what we think about them before we've met them. It reminds me of this quote, we do not see things as they are, we see things as we are. Father Gregory Boyle has this wonderful way of putting it where he says the challenge sometimes is to close both eyes and see with the other one, with the eyes of our heart. Nathaniel almost missed it. He almost missed Jesus. He came this close to missing this saving love of Jesus Christ who forever changed the course of his life just because of what he thought of people from Nazareth. But his friend Philip persisted. Come, you've got to meet this guy. He's the one the prophets have been proclaiming. He's the one the scriptures have been telling us about. And so he goes, and he meets Jesus, and Jesus immediately has this great line that he says to Philip, and you might have missed it, but a lot of scholars think this happens to be an example of Jesus being funny here, of a little biblical sarcasm, because the first thing Jesus says to Nathanael is, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. As in, I know you'd never say anything untrue, even if it's about my sweet village, right? Jesus lets him know that he knows him and knows him well, that he has seen him at work and knows who he is. And this amazes Nathaniel so much that he becomes a believer. Truly, you are the son of God, he says. And they have this amazing conversation where Jesus actually says, you will see even greater things than this. You haven't seen anything yet. So come and see, Nathaniel. Come and see. First, Andrew tells his brother Peter. Then Philip tells his friend Nathaniel into giving Jesus a chance. This is how the Christian faith is spread. For generations to generations, It's story after story, song after song. This is how our faith is passed down and shared. From one person telling somebody else that you got to come and experience Jesus. you got to know him, to hear how he talks about God, to hear the stories he shares. You've got to experience Jesus. Come and see, as the scripture says, come and see. Friend after friend, story after story. And Paul's remembrance of the Last Supper in his letter to the church in Corinth, he actually has this beautiful phrase where he says, For I have received what I've also handed on to you. For I have received what I've also handed on to you. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took a loaf of bread and he blessed it and broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. He's passing on the story. He's telling the story and sharing it, the story of Jesus. Andrew talked to Peter. Philip talked to Nathaniel. 
Who talked to you? Who, who told you about Jesus? Who, who in your life has helped you to know Jesus? Who are those people in your life? Maybe it was your mother or your grandmother. Maybe it was your dad who's quietly been a witness to you of what it means to live out and follow Jesus. Maybe it was a friend or a college chaplain. I remember a woman telling me about um, the night before she had her second brain tumor surgery. She was in college. Her first surgery had happened when she was in high school and the tumor had returned when she was in college. And she was about to have this big surgery and she was scared and frightened and frankly angry at God that she was in this place. And she said it was the hospital chaplain a Catholic priest who came to her door and said something to her that night that all these years later she realized was a pivotal point in helping her to not totally slam that door shut on faith, to keep the door of faith open. And she still remembers his words, not his name, but his words and what he meant to her. Take a moment today, sometime, and reflect upon who those people are in your life. Give thanks for the people who have helped to get you to Jesus. And if you can, don't hesitate to tell them that that's who they are. Sometimes we think they know, sometimes we assume, but tell them, if you can, that you're one of the people who have helped me to know Christ. Uh, whoever that is in your life, just take a moment to give thanks for those people. And remember, people like Andrew and Philip who helped you to get to Jesus. Now the harder part. Who isn't here yet? Who needs an invitation? How can you be an Andrew or a Philip to someone in your own life. There are people, even listening today, I know, that need, are still searching for their place, for their community to learn and to grow with. And we don't want First Christian Church in Madisonville to be the best kept secret in town. There are people who have yet to find us. Who do you know? that could really use an, an invitation to experience Christ in their life. Our faith is lived out in relationships, person to person, story after story, by telling our stories. You can be a friend. You can be that friend to somebody that will help them to keep the doors of faith open in their life. And frankly, you might be intimidated by that sometimes. And if you ever think that you might not have the right words to say, then just quote these words from Scripture. Come and see. Come and see. Amen. Amen.